Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Another week is gone. Another week is gone. We are now pretty much midway through summer. Yes. So those of us in the South are suffering under the heat and humidity. I'm over it. (laughs) Me too. I was over it the first day we had. I know. Over 90 degree weather. (laughs) Give me me snow and a turtleneck. That's all I want. (laughs) Just snow and a turtleneck. I'm in the wrong place. (coughs) I'm right there. I know. I'm in the wrong place with you. We made it through the week, Jane. We did. We did indeed. And today's a fun topic here at Friday Five with Lori and Jane. We're going to be talking about five movies that we associate with our childhood. We're going to get a little nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Are you going to get weepy? As she looks at her list. No. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. No. I'm not planning to either, but... um, I had to double check. It is, it is, it is a long time since childhood. Yes, it but is. I will go ahead and say that any of these movies are on. I'm right there watching them. <laughs> All right, you want to get started or me? I want you to go first. Okay. So I've told this story before, so it's going to be a really quick one. But a movie that I definitely associate with my childhood is Rocky. And I told this story when you weren't on this episode. I did an episode with my sister where we talked about our favorite Disney movies. But during the course of talking about those movies, this other movie was brought up. And that is Rocky. Okay. And the reason why I associate this movie with my childhood is that I saw it on July 4th with my aunt. We left my parents' house, skipped all the fireworks and all that stuff, and went to go see Rocky instead. And the reason why it's such a fun, fond memory for me is that ever since... My family and I have argued over whether it was released in 1976 or 1977. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was released in 76. And I remember that because that 4th of July was such a huge deal. Yeah. Because it's it was a bicentennial. 1970. Mm-hmm. But my aunt and I decided to go see the movie. It won the best Picture Academy Award in 1977, which is why my family swears that the movie actually came out in 77. But as I've said before, the Academy Awards are held in January or February right. after the year ends. Yeah, it's a review of the year. Yes. Yes. So it's just a, a fond memory of arguing with my family all these years later of when Rocky was released. I love the movie. I love Rocky. I think it's a phenomenal movie considering it was a first-time filmmaker who wrote, directed, and acted in the movie mm-hmm. and that it was such a good movie as well um, that I have a lot of fond memories of Rocky. And like I said, I don't want to go into it too much because I've told that story already, but Rocky I associate 100% with my childhood. So I was only seven when I saw that movie. That's really young to see Rocky. Well, that's what I'm sitting here thinking about the alcohol and things yeah. like that in that movie. And just quite frankly, I, I've i seen Rocky. I've seen all that. I cannot stand boxing. I, see, I like I boxing will, movies. Oh, I will go see. I've seen them and I always watch them. Mm-hmm. But if there is one sport that I am not going to sit and watch, it is boxing. I don't watch for real boxing either, but I love sports movies, including boxing movies. It hurts me to watch it. So you haven't seen Creed with Michael B. Jordan? Oh, gosh, not again. (laughs) I have seen that. I have seen that. So I 
yeah, I have seen boxing movies, mm-hmm. but Raging Bull. Yes, that's like the seminal I know. one. But I, I've never associated Rocky with my childhood. So yeah. I love that you mm-hmm. and your aunt just kind of said, "We don't love America. Let's <laughs> go watch a movie." But Rocky was such a rah rah American movie. Not as much as like a Rocky Not Four, the, where he's battling Apollo. Uh, no, Apollo Creed was Rocky. Oh, the Russian. Rocky Four was the Russian dude. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch any of those. Rocky one and two is all I ever watched. I've seen all of them. <laughs> I have I've not seen all of them. But it was you know him at the end, Adrian. Yeah, yeah. I love Rocky. Okay, I love it. Well, you can associate that. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're All right, welcome. what's your first one? Okay, my first one is one that the reason that I associate this with childhood is because back in the day, mm-hmm. we didn't have 4,000 cable channels right. and have access to watch movies yeah, we had whenever. Three channels, maybe four if your UHF was any good. Yeah, yeah. whenever. You know, whatever was on was what you watched. You didn't get a lot of choice. And it was always a big deal when it was time for Wizard of Oz to come out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And not that it's my favorite movie, because I'll be quite honest, like the flying monkeys used to scare the Mm -hmm. bejeebus out of me. Yeah. And the fact that she couldn't get in there and she couldn't get home and... I could probably start crying right now thinking about it, but I always associate that movie. Every time that I hear that movie's coming on, and there's some that I associate, even though it was childhood, it's an adult movie like Gone with the Wind right. or any a Sound of Music, things like that that came on, you know, one time a year mm-hmm. where you knew everybody at your school was going to watch right. this movie. Mm-hmm. But Wizard of Oz was always one of those that I always associated with childhood. Yeah. That movie, it was was kind of frightening a little bit. Yeah, those flying monkeys, like you said, they're no joke. And they're so dark and the nurse, and Mm -hmm. I was going to say the nurse, but the witch. (laughs) The nurse. The the witch was (laughs) not nice at all. To all the nurses out there, I love you. Lori may think you're witches, but frontline I... heroes is what they are, Jane. Frontline heroes, stop. Um, yeah, I but I always associate that. I will say, sound of music. This was kind of like I was like, okay, these that for no other reason than they came out during this during the year when yeah. you were a child and everything at your house stopped. stopped yep, you know, absolutely, and. You know, it's kind of like all the um, Charlie Brown stuff mm-hmm. that not movies, but I always associate them and I will stop and I will watch every single one of them. Yeah. Because. Well, Wizard of Oz is one of my husband's favorite movies. It's really? probably top, okay. top two or three for him. Mm. Yeah. I think Casablanca is his favorite and then Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Whenever that, the whole thing when the lady is, Whenever it's the tornado scene and they're and Judy Garland's on her bike and Toto gets lost and mm-hmm. it was it, that was that that's a lot for yeah, me for a young kid yeah that's that's a whole lot but um yeah that movie Sound of Music well don't do your whole list I'm not Sound of Music wasn't <laughs> on my list oh, but okay. it was it was that movie it was Sound of Music and it was 
There well, was... like Ten Commandments is one that was always on every yeah. Easter. I didn't watch that. <laughs> Heathen. I already knew everything. It was okay. <laughs> I may not have followed them, but I knew them. I don't need to see Charlton Heston <laughs> holding tablets or a gun. Beard. One or the other. I don't know which one he was holding, but... Um, Oh my gosh, I thought about what the other one was. Like Gone with the Wind is mm-hmm. another that I associate with it. And then, um, oh my goodness, I'll think of it later. But there's another one that I associate with childhood that would come on. Like one time a year. One time a year. Yeah. And everybody would stop to watch mm-hmm. that particular movie. Yeah. And I can't think of it right now, but I will. Well, just yell it out. I like, will. Just interrupt and yell it It'll out. It'll be just it. like Tourette's. It'll All be right. amazing. Well, my next one. So I, uh, last month, I signed up for Disney Plus so that I could watch Hamilton when it came out on July 3rd. Yes. So I was able that first night that I downloaded Disney Plus, mm-hmm. Olivia turned on Disney Plus, flipped it right to. like it's a present. Yes. I got to see the rescuers for the first time in decades. Are they still mice? Mice. Who go to save the little orphan girl who was trying to find the devil's eye. Uh, it came out in 1977. I already talked about it lovingly on the Disney episode that I did with my sister. But I love the rescuers. And I love that the first thing I watched when I got Disney Plus was the rescuers. Does the one little mouse have a little red jacket? Yes. Is Bianca. that what I... Okay. Bianca. I don't know that I've seen that. Well, what's funny is when I was a kid, I had the LP of the of movie. Of course you did. And the LP was the movie, like mm-hmm. a very uh, stripped down version of the movie. Mm-hmm. But it was all the actual dialogue and background music and everything of the movie. So when Olivia and I were sitting there watching it, I could recite right along with the characters in the exact same pitch with the same pauses, with the same breaths, inflection, everything, perfectly. That movie is so ingrained in my head. Really? Yes. I love The Rescuers. And so I saw it in the theater, and I bought the record. Well, I didn't buy the record. My parents bought it for me. I listened to it exclusively from months on end to the point where I memorized it. To the point where today in 2020, I can still quote along with the movie at the same time. I love The Rescuers. Okay. I I honestly, I don't think that I've seen it. But the one movie that I just watched because of the Disney Plus and the Hamilton Connect. Disney's like, (laughs) cha-ching, is Pollyanna. Oh, with Haley Mills? With Haley Mills in it. I love that movie. That movie is three and a half hours. I, you know, it is a long movie, but Jane Wyman's in it. Pre-Falcon Crest days. (laughs) Falcon Crest. Uh First wife of the Uh, old president, Ron Reagan. That's right. Um, I've not seen Pollyanna. Ever? Ever. Oh my gosh. It would probably be too much for you because (laughs) it is she... She just, she looks for the good in everything, and she's really... Well, that's where the term is, is are you some kind of Pollyanna? Yes. Yeah. And I I just love that movie. I love the idea of the little orphan coming, and of course, 
she comes to live with the richest aunt in the area and then the aunt they end up in love who ends up in love uh, the aunt and her ex-boyfriend from high school when she kind of became so cold-hearted and kind of ran the town with you know it was the people in that movie I think just the cast of that movie, Walter Matthau, not Walter Matthau, um, the guy, oh gosh, I can't think, but he was the minister. I can tell you since I haven't seen it. Yeah, you would know him because he was in other stuff. He was in some kind of San- Streets of San Francisco, I think it was. With, with Michael-, Michael Douglas? Uh-huh. If I'm right about this. <laughs> I gotta I, look it up I'm going to throw this microphone down on the ground. <laughs> Pollyanna had Haley Mills, Jane, Wa- Carl Malden. Nice. That, isn't that good? <laughs> that is good. How did I do that? <laughs> That's a crazy connection. Streets of San Francisco. Uh-huh. That was him, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And mic drop. <laughs> no, but I, I love everything. I like that Pollyanna can go in and she can have a conversation with anybody and she befriends everybody and the richest and the poorest of that community and just brings out the best in everyone. Yeah. So um, well, I may have to watch it. You ought to. I'll watch The Rescuers. Although I don't do really well with animal movies, but I can watch it. But it's Bob Newhart and Zsa Zsa Gabor as the two mice. You That's know, such a great pairing. Well, I mean... Because it's Bob Newhart doing Bob Newhart. Yes. You know, it's like a kind of passive, nervous, and then Zsa Zsa is just being Zsa Zsa. Not I love a, the rescuers. Okay, I can tell you are <laughs> giddy. You are just giddy, but yes, Pollyanna. Pollyanna. All right, I'll watch it this weekend. Okay. Well, my third one, I've also uh, waxed poetic about this movie a lot, or waxed nostalgic, I should say. But West Side Story is one that I watched when I was a kid, and there was something about it that I loved this movie, and it's my number one movie of all time. I've seen it hundreds of times. When, how old do you think you were when you saw that? Maybe five or six. I feel like maybe Very you young. needed some parental guidance. <laughs> well, one of the movies that almost made the cut is one that I watched in 1979 that if my parents knew I had watched it, they would be horrified. But I associate it with my childhood. But no, West Side Story, I mean, come on. That's a very stylized musical version of gang warfare. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's all Technicolor it's very and stylized of and gang music. warfare. It is. I mean, it's Jets and Sharks in a rumble with when, knives and fighting and everything. Five or six. That's what you want to know. All I was focused on with this was the singing and dancing. Okay. I, when I was five or six, I didn't know. I just knew these people were fighting, and I didn't know what about. You know, I I didn't get the the racial overtone. I didn't know from that. I just, just knew that Tony. I just knew that Tony to loved Maria, and nobody liked them being together. That's all that I knew from, and I just loved it. I loved the the music. I loved the songs and the dancing, and yeah, I had a crush on Riff. Riff was so cute. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, that was almost your Michael P. Jordan. Voice. <laughs> Borderline Michael B. Jordan. Oh my Michael goodness, B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> But no, West Side Story is definitely something that uh, I associate with my childhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. I cry every time. 
Every time. That is... I don't care if it's the movie or a high school production that I'm seeing at a local high school. I'm going to cry. Oh, my gosh. Let's mm-hmm. get stabbed. <laughs> no, I cry at the end when Tony gets shot. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's a remake of Romeo and Juliet. If you don't know how Romeo and Juliet ends, then where have you been? But uh, no, it's when Tony gets shot and it's Natalie Wood's whole ending monologue about, you know, how many bullets does it take? Gino. Oh yeah, God, are you gonna, <laughs> she's re- tearing I up, can, everybody. She's tearing I can do up. That whole thing too. All right, your next one. Okay, my next one is. I I feel like that I was watching children's movies. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, were I, on your parents' lap. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Listen, my daughter's first movie when she was three months old was Al Pacino's Scarface. Okay, that's inappropriate. So. <laughs> but, yeah, so bear with me. Okay. I would say that my next one that I have down, and it is another Disney movie. It is Haley Mills again. Okay. And it, it was, I think... For me, the first time that I saw on TV Children of Divorce, Mm. and that was Parent Parent Trap, Trap. the original. 1961. Yeah, and I remember watching that and thinking, they got divorced, you know, and it was kind of that moment where I was like, oh, well, I... I identify with My parents are divorced, Mm -hmm. you know? But I love that movie. I saw it not too long ago, but I love the original. I even like the remake with I was gonna say, Crazy Old Lindsay. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. People love the remake with Lindsay yeah, Lohan. Yeah, I thought that was great. You know, Dennis Quaid and... Natasha Richardson. N- yes, Natasha Richardson. That's right. But I enjoyed the remake, but I enjoyed that first one. And just, I think, because I grew up going to summer camps and stuff like that, so seeing that whole sequence of... The camps happening and going camping yeah. and everything, and this is where I want to just kind of say, in my, but I have one more Disney movie on my list, but I will say, I do not. Yeah, I was gonna say, my mother didn't allow me to watch Nine and a Half Weeks as a toddler. <laughs> you had to wait until you were twelve. <laughs> yeah, I was not. So I was not watching all of that stuff. Nine and a half weeks. (laughs) But probably just that the show that I missed most on a Sunday night or Saturday night. Was it Sunday night? I think it was Sunday night at 7 o'clock. It was Mm -hmm. Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, yeah. And these movies would come on. Yeah, I watched it faithfully every week. Yeah. I think it's Mary Poppins, the one that comes on every year. Yes, yes, yes. And that's one I associated Mm with with this did you ever watch here's a total side tangent did you ever watch voyagers so on sunday nights it would be the world worldwide disney thing uh, movie wonderful world of disney that's it yeah Uh, but there was a tv show called voyagers that came on either before it or after it It had to after i was in bed i like most children in the early 80s you were already in bed because I'm thinking I lived in California when Voyagers was well, on. Well, we have to remember which that. Which means it was 81, 82. I'm so much older than you, too. You're like one year older than me. Okay. I'm 51 now. Okay. 
You're not going to give your age away? We're close, no, I'm though, fi- right? No, I'm 52. Okay. I'll be 53 this so year. So in 81, 82, you would have been 13, 14. Yes. So at 9 o'clock, you were going to bed? No. Okay. But I wasn't watching Voyagers. You were watching because Voyagers? That sounds like sci-fi. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> it was on from 82 to 83, and it was about... Oh, <laughs> a long run. Yeah, well... Tragically, the guy shot himself accidentally, the lead, and so they had to cancel the show. I don't have any recollection of that. I remember watching Wild Kingdom at 7 o'clock on Sunday nights because you'd want to have your bath early on Sunday so you could watch extra TV. I would watch Wild Kingdom about animals. I would cry before the end of the episode of Wild Kingdom because I could never make it (laughs) through. And then it would be whatever was on Wonderful World of Disney. Gotcha. Well, Voyagers was on NBC is what I'm reading here right now. And it lasted for one season. It starred John Eric Hexum and Mino Palouse. And it was like a time travel show where John Eric Hexum played a character named Phineas Bogg. And they would travel. But yeah, John Eric Hexum. Actually, if I'm ever kidnapped, I'll probably watch that. But that's but, him. He was so cute. He I, was so cute. I never, no. But it was an accidental gunshot similar to Brandon Lee mm-hmm. on the set of the, the Crow where he accidentally got shot. They were working with a prop and somehow it ended up being a real bullet. And he mm-hmm. accidentally shot himself on set. But, you know, I associate that, you know, not to bring the show down, but the wonderful world of Disney Sunday night movie, I associate automatically with Voyagers. Okay. Because they went together for me on Sunday nights as a kid. I just can't believe you never watched Voyagers. I always associated Wild Kingdom and Mutual of Omaha's, excuse me, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom and yeah. the wonderful world of Disney. Yeah, I know those go together as well. Yeah. It's kind of like Love Boat and Fantasy Island. They have they to go, go together. together. Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? I know. Because I don't think TV's that way now, where shows automatically... One leads into mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think no. you're right. There's right. too many choices. So, Okay. So that one's taken care of. What have you got next? All right. Well, my next one is also one time a year kind of deal. But when I was a kid, the movie was released into the public domain. And at that point, it was so cheap to air because it was basically free that these networks didn't have to pay for programming for it, that they would air this movie multiple times during the Christmas season. And that's It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. And so I can remember... I want to say we lived in Washington at this point, so it would have been late 70s. The local TV stations would run it so often that I got caught up in this awesome movie with this amazing actor that I'd never seen before. And I fell in love with Jimmy Stewart. I thought Donna Reed was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I loved Clarence. I just loved everything about that movie. And to this day, it's still one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. But It's a Wonderful Life reminds me of sitting in my basement with the TV on during Christmas time, watching that movie over and over and over again. 
Was your family upstairs having yes. holiday festivities? No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be like on Christmas because they would air it two weeks before. You know, they would yep. air it all during the whole mm-hmm. season of Christmas. And whenever I saw that it was on, I would sit down and watch it. Okay. That reminds me of another movie from my ch- Man, this list would be like 10 movies for me. Another movie, this is a t- another tangent not on my list, but Buck Rogers in the 25th Century starring Gil Gerard before it became a TV show. It was a movie. And I remember we had HBO at the time, which is how I saw another one of the movies on my list that my parents would be horrified to know that I saw, but they used to show Buck Rogers in the 25th century. And I saw that movie so many times that I had that movie memorized as well. I loved Buck Rogers in the 20th. I like sci-fi. Do you? I come by it honestly. Do you think I watched Buck Rogers? <laughs> you should. I did not. <laughs> I did not. All right. So anyway, it's a wonderful life. It's it a wonderful life. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you this one. And this one's kind of my most serious one, but okay. I always think about it. And it's a timely one. Um, I thought you were about to say time travel. No. Time no, travel. No. That's... <laughs> No. That's going to be all excited. Wizard of Oz is about as sci-fi as I can get. <laughs> um, growing up and going to, um, I was in a Lutheran church and we had catechism for two years and we did a retreat. This movie sticks out. They showed it to us. It was about discrimination. It was about racism. It was, it was really a documentary and I think it's called The Eye of the Storm, but it was a teacher that did a second. She had a second or third grade class, and she divided up, and everybody had light eyes or dark eyes. Mm-hmm. And one day, the you know, she would pick... Blue eyes and brown eyes. Blue eyes and brown eyes, mm-hmm. and who was, you know, who was the best and who was the worst, and it was all based on your eye color. Yeah. I remember it. I think that's it, but I remember something about collars, like the kids had to wear a collar, like some of the kids had a collar on and some of the kids didn't have a collar on. I remember being at, we were at a college on a retreat and we watched that movie. I remember crying. Those kids were crying. I just, it had such an impact and I think I just... I've never been able to let that movie go Hmm. that I just a lot of times will pause and think about think about what that was. But I mean, it they had followed up. I think it was like I got notes. (laughs) It was Iowa 1970 Mm -hmm. and they followed up maybe 20 years, 30 years or something like that with the kids that were in that classroom that still remembered it. Yeah. And I believe that, but I just, I so vividly remember, and I just remember being so upset about that, but it was just so, had such an impact on me that I do always associate that one with, with that and it's something fascinating it it really is if you don't have a a grasp and kids don't have a grasp of what what they're talking about racism Mm -hmm. if you watch it it is just it's incredible how easily you can just be like oh yeah I don't like you right 
and they might have been your best friend the day before, but you. But because you've been told you can't like them, right? Because they like have brown I'm sitting eyes. here, you've got dark eyes, and I have blue eyes. Are yours hazel or brown? Mine are green. Green. Yeah. Okay, they look a little brown where we are, but I mean, we would be like yeah opposites, and it it really is if you haven't seen it. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but. Yeah. It is it is really powerful. Yeah. Well, I would think that the documentary is probably available on YouTube. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. And I know there's a book. There's probably. a book that was written yeah. about it, the whole experiment, but it was a teacher that decided that she was going to she was going to do this in her class and it's, you know, right around that time that she would be doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's a great one. The Eye of the Storm 1970 documentary it's not that long it's only 25 minutes mm-hmm. um but it's it's her it's, exercise about discrimination it's and really powerfully done yeah and such an easy it's a easy it's a one. great with what we have going on in the world right now i mean i would recommend that anybody with a family sit down and watch it together yeah um with kids because it is it it certainly points out very quickly how Racism, I believe it. I believe is something that's taught mm-hmm. and bigotry that yeah. it's not. It's a learned behavior. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Because she was able to go in and just flip these children with no effort, just from a simple instruction of "This mm-hmm. is what we're doing. This is what today. This mm-hmm. is th- these are the rules today." Yeah. So it is. It's it's something. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, my next one. So I have a, I have two. I don't even know what it is, but I just can't wait. Okay. So Xanadu did not make my list, even though it shaped my childhood. 1980, Olivia Newton-John, Gene Kelly on roller skates, saw it eight times in the theater. That should be on my list because to this day I love Xanadu. And you're wearing roller skates right now. I am in honor. <laughs> and I've got the the uh clip in my hair with the ribbon oh the barrette yes the the braided oh Mm -hmm. yes i'm very sassy today i never was able to wear those so that kind of is i made them i would make them when i was i could make them but my hair was thick yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mine's not (laughs) okay um so that didn't make the list i specifically left it off because when i was thinking about movies that i associate with my childhood again we had hbo for a very brief period of time when i was a kid and this movie, I remember seeing it, and I remember feeling like I should not be watching this movie. I feel very guilty watching this movie. Are you watching Urban Cowboy? No. Midnight Cowboy? No. Are you thinking Urban or Midnight? I was They're thinking both bad, Urban, but, yeah. Um, no, it's called Over the Edge. And I watched it because Matt Dillon was in it. And back in the 70s, Matt Dillon was a heartthrob. Okay, yes. Love Matt Dillon. And it's... The reason why watching it, I was like, I should not be watching this movie. Is it is about a planned community where new homes, all the homes are, it's not science fiction. It's not, it's, it's drama, but it's this planned community. All the houses look the same. All the kids are in the school and they're all supposed to live by this ideal of suburban household. Jane, that's called a cult. (laughs) No, no, no. It's not a cult. Okay. It's cult, but it, it's not like Stepford Wives or okay. anything like that. Let me look it up so I can read the description over the edge. But this movie has stayed with me, 1979. 
And so the description is a group of bored teenagers rebel against authority in the community of New Grenada after the death of one of their own. So I don't remember, I don't remember the whole plot of one of the kids dying. Uh I just remember that these kids were terrible. I was a good kid growing up. I never broke the rules. I mean, I would fight with my sister. And I, be, and I was a bit of a bully in elementary school, but only against the boys that I liked. I would only pinch the boys that I liked. So I was, I was, you know, a very specific kind of bully. I did it because I liked you. I could say something, but your <laughs> mother's listening, so I'm not going to say But I, I grew out of that. But for a okay. while, I was a little bit of a bully. But I was a rule follower as a kid. So to watch this movie where these kids who were only a couple years older than me are smoking and drinking and doing drugs and rebelling and locking up teachers in a school and setting it on fire. I mean, just. I can't believe you were watching this. Yeah. I felt very like I shouldn't be watching this, but I'm getting away you didn't with it. Turn it. I didn't turn it Were away. Were you down in the basement again? Yes, I All was. by yourself. All by myself. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I can't that... wait for your sister to be on the show again, <laughs> so I can say. Did y'all ever let... Was there like a... There was no lock on the... I was not stuck in the basement. I was not... Are you sure? <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> but no, I just... That movie really stuck with me. And it was specifically like there was a scene towards the end where the kids have locked all the, the, the there was like a PTA meeting or some sort of community meeting where the parents were there at the school to talk about, I guess, the kid that died. Mm-hmm. So the bored teenagers like Matt Dillon and his little gang of whatever, they lock all the doors to the school and then they start rampaging and I remember one of the teachers coming to the door and looking out the window and, and like, you need to let us out. And the kid was like, and got on his bike and rode away. He's like, whatever. And he just rode off on his bike. It was kind of traumatic to see these kids behaving like this because that was so outside of my experience. Right. That I, I was like, do kids, are kids out there really like this? Like, it was my first exposure to... Little vigilante to, kids. It was my first exposure to... Gang vigil- violence. Yeah, yeah. Vigilante children rebelling against their parents. That was I, so anathema to me. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of this movie. I do know Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie that I felt like whenever I saw it, but I think my mom had taken my brother and I to see it, but I just remember thinking how naughty this that movie was, was the Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah. The original uh-huh, with lo- Jodie Foster. Lo- and Walter Matthau. I mean, Tatum O'Neill. Excuse me. Yes, it was Tatum, yes, O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. So sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ike Eisenberg. Is that what his name was? I don't know. But I just remember that movie had the... Uh, Kelly, what is his name? Kelly that smoked and rode a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. And she was real flippant and smoking cigarettes. And I just (laughs) thought, oh, my goodness, what kind of people, you know, are in this? Not Ike Eisenberg. Jackie Earl Haley. I don't know who who Ike Eisenberg is. I don't. But Jackie Earl Haley was in Bad News Bears. Was Triple Horn in it? (laughs) (laughs) She had an untitled role. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Jean Triplehorn. She has no respect. She doesn't. She had that fourth horn. I'd respect her. 
Um, but yeah, I associate like bad news bears for me was like, oh, oh yeah, because they cursed the kids. Cursed oh yeah, and and Walter Matthau was drunk, drunk all the drinking time. all the time, yeah. and you know, and everything. Oh, so great, so great, but a little bit naughty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't over believe- the edge, very naughty. But looking at it here on IMDb, it was rated PG. I'm very, con- but how old did you say you were? I was 10. Okay, 10 is not, no, PG was 13 and below. I know, but, get, I mean, they ha- two of the characters had, <laughs> two of the kids had sex in a house that was under construction, and they didn't show anything, because again, PG, but my 10-year-old brain was like, these are teenagers, they should not be doing this. I mean, I was, it was a personal affrontage that these children are behaving this way. This is not how children should behave. I never would have made it through that entire movie. (laughs) I just never would have made it. I don't even want to tell you what my last one is because it is so ridiculously (laughs) childish in comparison to what you've just, this filth that you've, this cinematic filth. Pete's Dragon? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. My gosh, I was getting ready to say one of my favorite words to you. <laughs> All right, what was it? Okay. The movie, not the word. The movie. <laughs> the movie that I associate with childhood that I don't think, I think people have seen it, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it. I just remember it being so just out there was uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, yes. With Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. and... It was a musical and the magic car and everything. And I remember many years back going with a couple of friends and we went to St. Croix and we were there. Well, they have. <laughs> wow. They have where you can go down like below, almost like where Laverne and Shirley lived underground, you know, where you can see. <laughs> but uh-huh. remember when that freaky guy was there and he's like, looking through the windows yeah, yeah, they yeah. had that uh-huh. that was one of the funniest things because one of my friends had been there before a friend and I got got there a week later and she goes and runs and she jumps up in that window like that and I was like oh my god it's chitty chitty bang <laughs> but I remember very vividly the the invention of the breakfast the way that it cracked the egg uh-huh. and yeah. just it was just so inventive, I thought. Yeah. I really love that. But once again, it goes back to being Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to see all the Disney movies yeah. when I was little. So really, any Disney movie, like, oh my gosh, I was thinking about Don Knotts and the Apple Dumpling Gang Rides yeah. Again and uh-huh. that whole crew with Tim Conway and Kurt Russell and all of his movies. Yeah. Dean it, Jones, who yes. did like The Ugly Dachshund and Herbie. Herbie, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of those, like we were, we were Disney. We were not watching what you were watching. <laughs> you were not HBO. Down in your basement. <laughs> it wasn't a basement. We lived in a split level. So it was, it was similar to Laverne and Shirley where we had windows. Yeah, I know, like what a, ground level. I know what a split level is. <laughs> It's where when you go in the front door, there's stairs going up and stairs going down. And then there's a level (laughs) right there in the middle. With a split. (laughs) Could you 
take my pen and paper and draw a picture because will, I'm not quite sure. I have a diorama right over you, here for you to see. Is, and there you are sitting down there watching that filth. <laughs> yep. Your mother is going to be appalled. She is. I don't think I've ever told her that I saw that movie. But again, PG, so I was technically not breaking any rules. Cause, there was no parental guidance. What right. does PG stand for, Jane? It does not stand for... But I was 10. It's I, still parental guidance. Listen, I had enough guilt watching it at the time. And I'm sure if I were to watch it now... It explains so much to me and the <laughs> listeners right now. About how I am, the way that I yes. am. <laughs> I, th- I, I find it hilarious that you were the one watching stuff like that, and I was watching what I was watching. And people would probably, if they met us, think the opposite. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why maybe going into my 20s, I wasn't a rule breaker. It's because that movie, it traumatized me so much. Well, I don't think I've never (laughs) been a big rule breaker either. Never been caught. (laughs) But childhood is just Disney movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it was usually more like I watched all the cartoon Disney movies, but definitely all of the, I don't know what you call that. Live action. Live action. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All of those we went to we would go see Freaky Friday. Oh my gosh! Now see, Jodie Foster of the Freaky Fridays. I prefer the Lindsay Lohan version with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I like that version. That's on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, and my daughter didn't even realize that there was an original version. She only knew the Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, no, we gotta watch the original one with oh, Jodie yes. Foster. But when I do she, like the Lindsay Lohan one. When she is Jodie Foster with the cigarette, trying to tell her brother, and I think. I remember her telling him to shut up or something like that. Well, I'll tell you, that is, I can't stand that. I cannot stand shut up at all. I can't either. Oh, I can't stand it. So Mm -hmm. dismissive. But, yeah, I remember that. But all of those Disney movies were just the best. Another movie that I saw as a kid that... I pro the again. My aunt took me. My aunt, Lacage Fall. <laughs> no, but Cabaret. L- Liza Minnelli back in the day did a movie called New York, New York. Uh huh. And uh, let me find it here. Now I will say, when you say Liza Minnelli, right. I automatically think of Arthur. Arthur. I love Arthur. I I remember going to see that. Mm-hmm. And I could sit and laugh, cry for 30 minutes when he's drunk and comes into the apartment and he's trying, he ends up knocking some stuff down and he breaks the, the plastic, I'm assuming it's plastic or acrylic napkin holder. And he's, and he's to- trying to put it back together. That is one of the funniest things yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah. But, I love that And movie. I guess that's childhood. I mean, those are childhood years. Like, I remember going to the drive-in to see Smokey and the Bandit. No, see, I didn't get to see that. I, I went with a family because my mother was providing parental, <laughs> parental guidance. guidance. Yes. Well, I saw New York, New York, which is a Robert De Niro movie. Uh-huh. What was it rated? I don't know, but... It Hotsy came, Totsy, what was it rated? It came out in 1977. Okay. So I was eight when it came out, and I went to go see, see I it. See, I am two years older than you. I was born in June of 69. I was born in December of 67. It was rated 
PG. Well, okay, I guess it was okay, but who takes a seven-year-old to or an eight-year-old to a Robert De Niro I movie? I don't understand. I don't understand. You had you were you come from a two-parent household. <laughs> My mother was single mom trying to make it through the day, and she was able to provide <laughs> some parental guidance. So. Listen, I my dad was in the Navy, so he was not around that much because he was always on the ship. Okay. Then, and so I effectively... Oh, so now we're even. I had periods where I was single parented by my mother. Okay. Yes. And so she... From six years old, I was single parented by my mother. Okay. And I didn't see all your... <laughs> My raunchy blue <laughs> raunchy. blue movies the blue movies. <laughs> no, New- I I wouldn't have thought. Did you watch New York, Endless New Love and no? Um, Clearly, I didn't watch rated R movies. What, blue Lagoon didn't watch Blue Lagoon. Although I did Were think you too Chris busy Rackham's in the basement was- reading Wifey. <laughs> No, forever. Remember forever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's around that time would be forever. Forever, but Wifey came out and that was naughty. <laughs> no, I didn't read Wifey. That's too funny. That's Judy Bloom, though, right? It is. She, that's her yeah. adult one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, clearly it was okay. They were PG, but in my I don't head. I it was okay. Well... But my aunt was an adult. It's not like my aunt was a teenager who's was dragging she? on her. Yes, she was, believe it or not. And clearly she got permission from my mother to see Rocky and Do we- New York, New York. I would assume. Mother, is that true? <laughs> aunt, is that true? Because I, I think my aunt listens to the podcast. Um, I know. But yeah, another PG. Now, I remember vividly going to the theater and going to see E.T. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing that. Yeah, I cried so hard at E.T. Yeah, I remember my cousin and I were just talking about this not too long ago. We remember they had come to town for the sum- for a couple of weeks in the summer, and we thought we were just big stuff because we were going to be dropped off at the movie theater by ourselves. To go see the Muppet movie. <laughs> oh, I love the Muppet movie. That's another one for my child. See, this should have been a top ten. I know. I well, I could just sit and listen to all the ones that you saw <laughs> that I just cannot believe that you associate with your child. I mean, look at your list versus my list. <laughs> Rocky, West Side Story, Over the Edge, New York, New York. <laughs> that wasn't on my list. That was one that I added. Okay. But no, Muppet movie I love. And I loved the remake that they did eight or ten years ago. And they did that closing theme and then started seeing Rainbow Connection mm-hmm. because I started crying. Because I, oh, again, it's that nostalgia thing. Same. I love that movie as a kid. I love that movie as a kid. Yeah. And so to hear them redo that song. Oh, I just can't. I and you probably have with your kids. All the movies you associate with their childhood. I associate a lot of movies with my nephew's Nephews. childhood. Yeah. I don't do real well with animal movies. I've alluded to that many times. Uh Uh-huh. And most movies at some point will make me cry because I don't know why, but most children's movies have death in some Mm -hmm. form or fashion in them. Yours all have sex, drugs, and smoking. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
We, my nephews still to this day will talk about Baby G from the Keanu Reeves um, movie. Oh gosh, it was a baseball movie. If I called them right now, they would all just start yelling, Baby G. Baseball movie. Yeah, he was, it was kind of like the precursor for um, Flying Ducks. Was it Flying Ducks? What was that one? The hockey movie? But this one was baseball, and he was... Hardball. Hardball. There we go. <laughs> see Baby G? I see Baby G. There he is right there. Baby G, got, Baby G got called in to play, and then he got shot. Oh, my gosh. I cried and cried and cried, and now, to this day, the boys, when it's appropriate, there'll be a text message. Not too long ago, there was one. And I was just waiting because I knew. And then one of them went, it's just like what happened to baby G. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden it just, you know, but what was that? Whataburger, Whataburger, the burger. Franchise? The, no, the movie. Burger. Good Burger? Good Burger. Yes. (laughs) That. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But I, I have sat through some amazing cinematic journeys. Mm-hmm. Masterpieces. Mm-hmm. We could do this all day. We could. I mean, this is already one of our longest episodes. Yeah. We should stop. We should. We've done like 10 each at this point. Yes. All right. Well, this is the episode. If you want to email us, you can find us at friday5podcast.com. All our social media is there. I do want to read a review. I've done this a couple times. Okay. We're going to do one more, even though this is a really long episode. But somebody. I love somebody. I know. Well, it's not their name, but it's No Spoiler Reviews. So I guess it's another podcast. Okay. No Spoiler Reviews. They did a review also back in November, and they said that this is a lovely podcast with Lori and Jane, who both have cracking taste when it comes to the movies and then in parentheses they put galaxy quest schindler's list the incomparable Shaun of the dead and to kill a mockingbird so clearly they just listened to our movies episode right and they said kudos to you both ladies and then a little smiley face oh wow so thank you no spoiler reviews we got an emoji we did okay yeah so if you want to find another podcast all about movies I guess go find those spoiler reviews and give them a listen. Absolutely. As a thank you for listening to us. Yes, that would be nice. That's the end of our show. We're done for the week. We did it. Went a little bit over. Got your two fingers up. Got my two fingers up. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.